Welcome to Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers. My name is Quint. As usual, I am here with my co-host and fellow Viber, Austin. Hello, everybody. Today we have Molly Ritchie joining us from Star Plastics, who uh, just recently went through a rebrand. So she's here to discuss what that process was like, the influence she had to get from her team. Yeah, Molly is one of the point people... Uh, for the marketing department over at Star Plastics, and uh, they've done an excellent job. We might be a little bit biased, but they've done a great job rebranding over the last year, and um, they launched their new brand right around NPE, so we've got a lot of great material for you here. Great conversation with Molly. Uh, Let's get to it. Uh, Well, thanks for joining the show today, Molly. Uh, We have Molly Ritchie from Star Plastics. Uh, You can kind of explain your role and, and what Star does. Uh, well, Star Plastics is a custom compounder of uh, engineering-grade resins. Uh, our focus um, is custom colors, um, but we also do a lot of formulation, um, big emphasis on customer service, of course. Uh, and my role at the at Star is I basically just handle anything related to marketing. Uh, I'm the only one doing marketing there, so I work directly with the uh, sales director, um, with with the president, with I work directly basically with everybody. Create any sort of document creation, website upkeep. Um, I everything goes through me. So basically, uh, jack of all trades, if you will. Awesome. Um, so you guys just rebranded uh, not too long ago, correct? Yes, uh, with the help of some great marketing for manufacturers company. Uh, but yes, <laughs> we did. Uh, plug. Awesome. So maybe let's talk about that process because I, I know it's it's an arduous process and it's a long process. Um, so how long Star's been around around for? You guys are celebrating your thirtieth anniversary this year, we correct? Are, we're celebrating our thirty years in business, uh, and it's been and it's been an exciting probably two or three past couple of years. Um, you know, uh, I've been with the company for about five. And about three or four years ago, we uh, really buckled down and decided um, as a company where we wanted to go and be as being a kind of a silent part of that, um, where marketing hasn't had a place prior. Um, I kind of saw where marketing could fit in and how a rebrand really could help achieve our, you know, five year plan and all that. So that's kind of what got it going. So. So we know your your dad is the is the owner of the company, <laughs> yeah. correct? Yes, he is. Yeah. So how was it trying to you know talk him into doing this rebrand, something that he's built up his whole life, and just kind of you know revolutionizing it? Almost. Have, have you had one logo from the start? Well, they had uh, actually. My mom designed the original logo uh, thirty years ago, um, and uh, she's an artist not necessarily logo designer, but an artist. Uh, so she handled that and they just stuck with it. It was very basic word mark. Uh, and they kind of went through various versions of that just because prior to five to 10 years ago, no one really thought much about, oh, well, it kind of looks the same as the old one. We'll just use it. Or, oh, someone edited this color and it's fine. We'll just use it. You know, um, when I joined the company five years ago, I actually did a miniature rebrand. Um, I used the same colors, basically the same style, same idea. Uh, so basically just a tweak, but fresh out of college, it's, you know, I had just done that in my graphic design class. So it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I at least, I think, got them started on the idea of consistency and um, 
how a fresh logo with um, you know strong angles or uh, a nice typeface could really at least help a little. Um, so actually convincing Doug uh, just last year um, was it was last year, right? Either way, uh, <laughs> with this most recent rebrand, um, it wasn't as hard as I thought. It was more so hard getting everyone involved because they didn't really want to be a part of it. They were like, "Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. You can do it." Um, and I think that was also though before they realized how big of a process it really is, right. you know. Uh, so it was a lot of education actually yeah. uh, on the back end. So I thought it was interesting that you said that. Um, it was your mom who created the logo because Austin and I have talked about on this podcast before how manufacturing companies especially seem to have, you know, they run in the family. So the logos and the brand and the, and the name and the company values and everything are tied generation to generation. And in this yes. case, I mean, it was, it was your mom that even made the logo. So, I mean, there's that sentiment attached to it. And, um, it, you know, it's, it can be a difficult process to even come to the realization that, yeah, we we want to switch this. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with the, the family aspect of um, manufacturing companies, especially um, smaller ones. Not that we're necessarily that small anymore, um, but you know, we're homegrown. And so that was, you know, everything behind it was very much um, within the family, even within like the employees are our family. You know, we're just mm-hmm. a bit, uh, we're a big family. We recently, you know, did uh, questionnaires for some of our um, more long-term employees, and most of them noted how their their coworkers were family. So uh, there's that whole aspect of it. But I wouldn't say that anyone was too attached to the logo necessarily, just because I don't think anyone really saw how important it was, hmm. at least not before. What, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced going through the whole process of the rebrand? Was there anything that caught you off guard or that, you know, you never thought about until it actually like hit you? Um, I would say uh, just change in general. Um, you know, uh, we, since this is, like I mentioned, kind of the homegrown company, you know, we've got the Ravenswood plant, we've got the, the Millwood plant and the Ravenswood plant came first. And so they're your originals, you know, we were kind of afraid they wouldn't want to let go of their name. They wouldn't want to let go of, um, you know, just how, what they've always been, you know, and I think the industry as a whole, at least, you know, three to five years ago was that this is a way we've always done it. I've seen a huge um, change in the market or the, in the industry itself um, in the past, you know, years since I've been in it. Um, really seeing how important growing with the market it really is. Um, so change is one of the big ones we had to potentially fight, even though it ended up, ended up not being that big of a deal because everyone was really excited about it once they saw how cool it could be and how new it felt. Um, and another hesitation, I think, was the realization of how much of a process it really is, how many things would have to get updated you know, whether they knew the website obviously would have to be updated, but realizing that also patches on uniform shirts or posters in the lunchroom, um, you know, logos on old T-shirts, that kind of stuff. It's just a big process. Yeah, it definitely creeps up on you in unexpected places. Um, a paycheck stub with your logo on it even, you know, you, who, who would even think of that? Exactly, so, right. exactly, yeah. So your rebrand 
took place at an interesting time as in relation to NPE, correct? Yes. Uh, NPE, uh, we went as not... Um, the last NPE, we went and just attended. Uh, so we saw how big of a show... Well, it was my first NPE. Star's been going for a while. Um, but we actually were able to accomplish the rebrand right before the most recent NPE, which was this past um, spring. And uh, we took that opportunity to go ahead and... Reintroduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we got a booth. Um, we sponsored some activities. We, you know, we did the whole kit and caboodle, and it was just really exciting. Um, we actually got the logo done, or the brand, rebranding done early enough to um, attend our PRC, which we uh, attend annually. And that was like our dry run, which was really nice. Um, but at both shows, we got a lot of comments, a lot of positive feedback about, well, I saw this logo and I thought I'd heard of you guys before, but not with that logo. So I had to come by and see, see who you are, check you out, um, see what you're about. And that was just really exciting to hear, especially with company leadership at NPE getting those responses. It was just very validating. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. Has has the rebrand done anything for your culture? Has it improved your culture? Has it changed your culture? Is it kind of pretty stagnant? Or, um, it's hard to say. I think um, our culture uh, is pretty pretty constant, and it's always been pretty constant. Uh, I think what it um, our culture has always been very, very family oriented. Kind of like how I mentioned earlier, we we're, we're always having luncheons or little uh, parties, or if someone's family, if something happens in someone's family, we're always rallying around, um, bringing in food, collecting donations, that sort of thing. Um, and I think what it really did was reinvigorate some of our um, more longer-term employees um, to realize that, you know, Star doesn't have to be, um, you know, this one-trick pony or whatever. You know, it can be more, it can... It can do more, and they can be a part of it. Um, I think it kind of made them, it, yeah, I just think it reinvigorated a lot of employees that have been there a while, um, especially with helping and training new employees because we're trying to, we're, we're growing right now. Um, and so trying to, you know, onboard all these new employees, I think it's a combination of, of getting people who've been there excited and the new people excited to be there. So kind of going with your gut, you know, um, taking feedback from your leadership uh, because you do need their feedback. Um, but also like not being afraid to stick to your guns. If you have the gut feeling that, you know, this is the direction we need to go. Um, you know, an example, um, you guys might remember is when we were picking out our logo, uh, you know, my direct supervisor didn't really necessarily care for the one that I really liked the most, you mm -hmm. know, and then of course, um, our president, Doug, uh, my dad is getting feedback all over the place, which is not a great idea either. Um, you know, but it was kind of nice to have, you know, Doug was like, well, if you think that's the one then push it, you know? So I, I just pushed it and Chuck was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll grow with it. I'm not against it. It's just not my favorite, but you know, now it's definitely grown on him for sure. Excellent. So yeah, it's yeah. cool. Did you like, how would, how did your, your decision process for the logo go? Cause I know we face that a lot of, we almost have a lot of struggles when we're 
pitching new logos to clients because they could just kind of get too many cooks in the kitchen or they just, you know, they try to yeah. Frankenstein these ideas together. What was your, you know, some well, struggles you went through with that? I mean, even, even knowing that that is a bad idea, it's hard to stay away from as a being on the customer side of it. Uh, you know, it's hard not to want to get validation because that's really what we're all looking for is validation that we're making the right choice. But then we get opinions that don't validate what we think. So then it's just extra confusing. Um, so I definitely um, agree with that struggle. Uh, but it's definitely, I don't know. You just, you just have to go with your gut with that one. Um, uh, what was the question again? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I rambled. I, I thought you answered it. It was, uh, oh, okay. good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I don't even remember what it was either. Open-ended. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the employee buy-in that you guys had at star. So as, as you mentioned, two separate facilities, Ravenswood, Millwood, um, trying to bring them all together. How did that, how did that go? Well, uh, we, um, we figured it was very important just because like we talked about, um, you know, we, we'd had issues previously with, with the names and having the two separate facilities. Uh, but we decided that, um, if we, if we could make it fun, build anticipation, I know that's something vibe definitely recommends, uh, and uh, so we just kind of had little uh, internal parties, I guess, during like lunches or afternoons. And one of our favorite ones or the favorite one I think that we did was uh, we made puzzles with the new logo. So the announcement day, you know, um, we had the puzzles out and it was a contest to see who could put the puzzle together faster and all that. And it was just really cool because they were so excited about getting the puzzle together. And they also, of course, love competition because who doesn't? Mm -hmm. uh, and they finally saw it and they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, because up until that point, we'd been like, you know, doing little mini releases and mini updates on how the process was going. And um, and it, it, I think it really helped get everyone's buy-in. Um, so, you know, when it was time to update documents or update uniforms or credit apps, whatever, people were more than excited to send me all their things and be like, I need the newest version, you know? Um, and then I think um, part of that uh, at the more basic level was um, when we were at the very beginning stages, getting our leadership team involved. Um, the leadership team at this point, most of them, if not all of them have been around for 20 plus years and but their day to day focus and their general focus is operations. You know, it was kind of uncomfortable for them to pull into into this because it's not their normal focus. But they really had to take a deeper look at Star Plastics and what they had done. Um, just because you know the past successes of Star Plastics were on their backs, and I think being a part of the process um, to move forward. Uh, while it might have been uncomfortable because it's not what they're used to doing, I think it really made them excited to be a part of it because it was they were a part of the decision-making. They were a part of building um, who Star has been, but also helping project who Star will be in the future. Um, so I think that was definitely good buy-in because, I mean, everyone at the plant knows their leadership of each division or, you know, their segment of the business. Uh, so if their, if their leadership 
is bought in and likes it, then they're going to follow suit. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I was just going to say, it obviously helps to have a point person like yourself at the organization that can lead this rebrand and have everything funneled through you. And like you said, if you need this new version of, of whatever, send it my way, I'll get you it. And that allows you also, I'm sure, to control uh, the consistency of the brand, yeah. which is vital at any stage, but especially at the beginning. Definitely. Yeah. Um, that's been a big benefit. Um, cause I mean, like I talked about before with the old logos, you know, the logo is just sat on the, on the server or on the network. And so anyone could go and grab it and put it anywhere mm -hmm. on a new dock or, you know, print it with the colors being messed up and being like, that's fine. You know, I'll send it to yeah. a customer. They get it. And it's, it's a like, dangerous well, precedent to set for it sure. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. So you guys went through the rebrand and it was all, you know, hunky dory. Everything was great. Did you guys, I mean, you guys kind of went above and beyond and grabbed the bull by the horns because you started exhibiting at MPE. You were hosting social events. Um, now you guys are dabbling in some advertising. Yes. Is, yeah. you know, is rebranding enough or have you realized like these are actually helping you kind of expand that brand reach? Um, I mean, I think the rebrand is a big uh, launch point. Uh, I mean, not everyone has to advertise, but marketing is so much more than just advertising. You know, uh, marketing is really taking a look at who your customers are, who, um, who you want your customers to be, uh, what that demographic looks like, where they are, how they behave. Um, and, you know, we've always done, for example, we've always done conferences, um, but we've always done, you know, one conference. So NPE was a nice step into that realm to see who was there um, and, and who we could reach further uh, in that sense. And it's not even necessarily all about, um, you know, just reaching your customers. It's also about improving your perception in the market, you know, um, showing that we could um, have a booth that NPE could sponsor events, can be places so people can see us, you know, it gives that um, it solidifies the idea that, yeah, we can handle X amount of materials processing a year uh, or what have you. You know, it uh, really shows that, oh, they are a global company. You know, yeah, they mm -hmm. say they've got a facility in China, but what does that mean? You know, right. um, so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been an interesting experience learning and seeing what works. And yeah, so now we're dabbling in advertising uh, and I think it's going to go well um, just because I think it really helps our NPE um, experience. So why not, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. So you've had a front row seat to this whole rebrand from start to finish um, beforehand and afterhand if that's even a word. Um, Just go with it. I yeah, get it. <laughs> I think if it's not, it probably should be. Um, so, And there are a lot of elements to the rebrand, like you said. Not only the, the new logo, but you guys had a new tagline. You had new colors. You had the gradients added to the thing. You had, uh, so what was your, as a marketing person, as a, as a millennial, as a person who knows the industry, what was your favorite part of the rebrand? For stars specifically, and then just in general, like what what did you enjoy most about it? That's tough. 
Um, I'm, at, I'm here for the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, uh, for me personally, I think the exciting part was having been in, in plastics and, and around and inside, you know, Star, working with Star, I actually felt like I understood what was going on versus, uh, you know, plastics-oriented meetings where all they're all talking, you know, nomenclatures and, and melt flows. And I'm just like, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, cool. Yeah, tensile strength, you know? yeah, it's cool. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. But uh, <laughs> when we actually got to talk about marketing, I was the one explaining things and, and helping my team uh, understand what was going on and why it was important. So I think that was really exciting for me, um, especially just to – you know, still be young and in, in such in a market that um, is not necessarily as young to feel knowledgeable, which was pretty cool. Definitely. Um, but as the, with the company, I mean, I think the day we really decided on the logo we have now uh, really stands out just because it's such a cool logo. Uh, and it's definitely a lot different. I would never have expected that um it's fresh and new and I just wouldn't have expected uh, that to be our logo. You know, if you would have asked me, you know, five years ago, do you think stars going to look like that? I'd have been like, no, no, Mm -hmm. probably not. Um, But the fact that we now look like that and we are that and it represents who we are is pretty cool. Yeah. And from a non, as non-biased of a (laughs) standpoint that I could take, you guys, star plastics, relative to the industry is one of the more bold and colorful and fun brands that, that you see out there. So I, I think you guys, um, accomplished what you, what you set out for. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, like I said, when I started, you know, I rebranded miniature wise for mm-hmm. us and, you know, I did, I looked at other in, uh, manufacturing industry, industry logos, you know, I looked for strong lettering. I looked for, you know, um, cool and um understated and bold you know mm-hmm. but it wasn't that just that's par for the course you know and i right. think our new logo is definitely not necessarily par for the course but it definitely fits and it it achieves what we want it to awesome I so Ma, i think I, I could listen to you speak about this for days is there somewhere <laughs> else that i can hear you talk about this in more detail well, actually, <laughs> funny you should ask. Um, I uh, am co-running uh, a session at the Plastics News Marketing Conference, Summit. Um, October twenty-second. Ah, Vibe will be there. Star will be there, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. if you are listening to this and you're not going to be there. <laughs> So well, what are you doing? Like, yeah, so, come on. No, the, the Plastics News Marketing Summit is, is a cool event. It's fairly new as far as Plastics News and their conferences go. But, um, yeah, we look forward to hearing Molly speak on this topic along with uh, one of our graphic designers, actually, that we had on the podcast on the first okay. episode, Brett Tomzak of Type Orange. So that's going to be great. I know we're looking forward to it. Um, yeah. It should be a fun back and forth of uh, – technical process and how what actually happens sometimes so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. um, awesome do you have anything else uh no, i'm good molly do you have any questions for us 
No one ever does. That's fine. <laughs> well, I kind of do. Uh-oh. I um, not to derail the end of this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and you don't obviously have to use this. Uh, but you asked me on, or you sent on one of the questions you sent over. You asked what's unique about marketing for the manufacturing sector, and you know I wrote out some some answers. And sure. by the time I was done, I was like, you know, it's really not that unique. Hmm. I mean. <laughs> hold, 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 hold. Hey no, yeah, you know, wait. You're, this well, is the whole model of our business. <laughs> well, okay. This, no, just go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's why I want to hear your answer to it because my first reaction uh, is to say that it's that's way unique. Like lots of things about uh, being a marketer for manufacturing uh, makes it unique, but it's a lot more similar than I thought. Like maybe marketing for manufacturing, uh, we've just got unique circumstances. Or, you know, it's it's more challenging, I would definitely agree with, you know, because I was saying, well, for business to consumer companies, um, societal trends have a huge impact on the way you advertise or how you reach your market, you know, or what you're saying, because what's popular. But then I realized we have to do that in the plastics industry, too. You know, that's something we've recently found is, you know, we can talk about our custom color capabilities all day. But if we don't acknowledge that our lead time is like two to three weeks compared to six to eight, we're not, um, you know, hitting that industrial trend right now. Right. Yeah. You're marketing uh, wrong then, if you're doing that. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you've got to know your demographics. You've got to know how they behave, where they are. It's just harder, I think. And other, other industries may, you know, feel the same way. But with manufacturing, it's just, uh, it's you not know, you've sexy. got it. No, it's not. It's not sexy. And you just, I think you just have a lot more to learn uh, to do it, you know. Yeah, Sounds like Molly's coming in high and tight with the uh, tough questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you have to say to, the, to that? Before I, 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 can, I can respond, but do you have something you want to? I mean, I, I, I agree with Molly. I think it's, uh, you know, you still have to stay aware of what's going on in the world with, you know, tariffs in the trucking industry and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just okay. be that thought leader and know what's going on otherwise you know other than that it's it's pretty similar i mean it's definitely a more it's a difficult industry because no one wants to do it but right well because no one knows about it really right the tactics are the same Uh, yeah and that's something that i think you both kind of touched on i I think that manufacturing this industry uh, as you said not the sexiest industry and I think it gets a rap like, oh, you can't, you can match manufacturing. You have to, your logo has to be blue. You you can't push that envelope because nobody pushes that envelope. Yeah, sure they do it in the what you know, in industry X, but this is not that. And right. I think that that might be a stigma that is worth exploring and potentially breaking, like Star has with the bold colors and and the bright brand that sticks out like a sore thumb in the best way possible in this industry. So maybe, yeah, Yeah. maybe the biggest problem and the biggest difference between marketing for manufacturers and marketing for everybody else is that manufacturers just think that they can't do everything else when in reality they should be doing it more than anyone. Well, thanks thanks again for joining us, Molly. Uh, Well, thanks for having me. And uh, if anyone has any further questions, um, either about Star Plastics or any questions for me, uh, you can find uh, find that info at starplastics.com. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us, Molly, and we will see you and talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Molly Ritchie from Star Plastics for joining our podcast and discussing the rebrand that they've done over there at Star. 
Uh, if you guys want to hear more from Molly uh, again, she will be speaking at the Plastics News Marketing Summit on October 22nd. So listen to her there, and we will see you all on our next episode. Thanks, everyone.